The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. Uh, this is a little bit of old news, but I want to start off quick because we've mentioned him a bunch. Did you, uh, LJ? Did you catch Doctor Fauci's first pitch in uh, MLB? I I caught it in the same way that the the, the catcher in the game caught it, which is I saw. <laughs> so not it close. <laughs> so not even close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the. Uh, the jokes after that first pitch were, were never ending. And I, I love Dr. Fauci. He's done great and more power to him. But, yeah, that first pitch was uh, – mm. Can I ask might, a question yeah. on that? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I think if I got asked to throw a first pitch out, I mean, number one, I think I could do better than that. I understand there's a little <laughs> tension, but I would get over there in the bullpen and throw a few pitches first or yeah. something. I mean, Who was it that well, brought the heat? Was it, I, was it W that brought the heat? I think w, w, w can yeah. throw it. He 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 brought, he brought he brought some. Well, the heat for what we've seen in first pitches. I yeah. like 90, he wasn't throwing like ninety five, but yeah, he, <laughs> he, he slowed one in there. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I saw I saw a lot of people saying you know he was just trying to uh, keep six feet of distance between the ball and, and home plate. Uh, and to to his to his credit, Fauci's just consistent. He doesn't want anyone to catch anything right now. So I mean, credit to him. But also, I did have this question: If you're throwing the first pitch, you either have to bring the heat, like like George W. did, or go fifty cent Fauci and just throw it awful. I, 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 I do an underhand. Well that's what out, I do. Right? I throw an underhand. <laughs> Maybe that's what I mean, you do. Yeah, you just throw it all squirrely to right field or something. <laughs> just, I mean, let it rip. You try to throw out the invisible batter at first. <laughs> or a runner. Be, be like, what's his name in uh, Along Came Polly? Rain dance. Just <laughs> clank throw dance. it to center field. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and Fauci, appear, uh, the, 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 the news with Fauci and baseball keeps going because now he's talking about uh, a COVID breakout in, in baseball. And we're, we're going to touch on that. That's probably what we'll get on first. But, but before we do that, the, the NBA is kicking off the regular season finally on Thursday. Baseball, at least for now, is still going. So sports are being played. And when there's sports being played, Dad, there's people gambling on it. Do you know a place where I, people can gamble? I do know a place where they could gamble, and it's called, it's one of our favorite sponsors, it's Bet Online. And Ooh. so what I want to tell you about Bet Online is there is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at BetOnline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back, as Kevin so kindly intimated. With the NBA announcing its return, 
But right now, UFC boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all resumed play. That's a little dated, but they have resumed play uh, and are in and going. And Bet Online has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. And I got a bet for you, Kevin, actually, I want to talk about in a minute Ooh. that we might do on here. Do you need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers to check out. Bet Online also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline AG on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. All right. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Yeah. Some have called me a, a wagering expert before. Usually they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard anybody that? call you that. <laughs> uh, maybe that was my dream. I don't know. I've heard it though, at some point. But Pops, do you, do you want to get into that wager now or do you want to? Yeah, yeah. Let's. So I understand the Mavericks are uh, 300 to 1 to win the title. 300 to 1. If my calculations are right, a $100 bet wins you 30000 Dollars? Color, color me intrigued. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, this is a weird postseason. I mean, the yeah, Mavericks are healthy, happen. right? I mean, you've got one of the top five players in the NBA. And He'll Luka. probably be in the MVP, MVP voting. Um, I don't know. I'm a little interested in that. I'm intrigued. Be, be, I, don't, I, I wouldn't like, you know, they're not favorites, obviously, but... I think a young team has a shot because young legs, I think you're going to be playing a lot of games. It's going to be basically like the playoffs for a long period where it's every other night you're playing. And the Mavericks star players are both under 25 years old. They're both pretty good. And if they get hot, I still think Carlisle's one of the better coaches in the game. I, I Like I said, I'm intrigued by that. I, if you got $100 throw out there, I, I, there's, there's worse ways to waste $100, I think. I, I agree. Intrigued is the right word. So think about it. Um, we might, we might split that, to, Kev. <laughs> LJ, you want a little piece of that? I don't know if there's a – I'll put a dollar in. A, <laughs> I'll put a dollar in. <laughs> another thing that I bet online may need to put out there is like over under for how many more days uh, the MLB has played. There, I hope that sports is successful and I hope they can play because as, as everyone on this pod – that listens knows and and uh, and uh, the other host here. I, I enjoy watching sports. I'm glad they're back. But on Wednesday, it was revealed that yet another player has tested positive for the coronavirus on the Miami Marlins. Now putting at 18 of the team's traveling party. I believe it's 16 players and two staff members. Yep. Uh, the MLB's already postponed all their games through Sunday of this week. I don't know how they're not postponed more if these people are positive. LJ, I just wanted to. I have a few more thoughts, but I, just initially, what have you thought as this story has evolved? Uh, it's just proof you need a bubble. You know, that's I, I don't have much to to add to that besides like these sports just can't happen when when people are you know traveling the country and stuff. Jumping like that. on planes, getting in hotels, yeah. well, going from city to city. Buses. I was I was talking to Doctor Payne and he brought up a good point. He said, "With uh, Antonio Brown coming out of retirement, do you really think that guy's gonna <laughs> stay in team facilities and not go out at night?" I mean. Um, it's, it bubbles are impossible, uh, or, or the only possible way. I'm sorry. The only possible way to, uh, to have sports right now, I think. So, well, I mean, you look at just like, look at, I, I like listen to some of us. Like, even if you think you're a, a very conscious person, you might go 
order takeout one day. If you're not in a bubble, you might order takeout. I mean, it's we know Lou Williams ordered some takeout. We might get into that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and, and you go if you go, even if you're wearing your mask and everything, it is still possible you contract something, and now you're popping into a locker room. I I don't know how you do it. The NBA, luckily, they haven't had a positive test since I think June 14th or something, which is great. That is great, yeah. but I just don't know how. Bubble is the way to do it, but how do you bubble? Like now, I'm just thinking as an NFL fan, how do you bubble 53 man roster plus however many staff and the referees? And I mean, and where's your bubble? Yeah, where like the only the, the best suggestion I've heard is you need places with huge football stadiums or like up to code football stadiums um, that uh, are close enough to where people don't have to hop on planes. And so West Texas has been thrown out a lot, which I think is. A clever idea, but well, in the NHL is doing where they uh, don't they LJ? You might know a little more. I'm not sure, but they have like hub cities where they're where it's it's not necessarily a bubble, but they're doing just a, not all the cities are are part of the league's reopening. So like it's not like the MLB where you're going to every all 30 different cities. I just don't know how you do it. Uh, what was also well, pops? What did, what what have you thought seeing? Are you kind of is that was your initial thought was. This kind of is dangerous for other sports trying to come back. Well, I, I just I don't see how foot. I just don't see football doing it. I mean, baseball's having enough trouble, and I really worry about the basketball. I mean, we're just they haven't even they start season starts tonight Thursday, Thursday. so tomorrow. Thursday. So, so tomorrow when this episode is either out or the day before one or the other. Well, I guess my question is: is they're in the bubble? They're doing pretty good, except for having to go out for wings occasionally. And what happens 30, 45 days in? I mean, the playoffs are going to go through when? When is when is supposedly the champion? They have like a 14. It goes all the way. The, the finals will be in October. If You're telling goes. me that all these NBA players with lots of money and lots of interest are going to be fine staying there? Well, well, that's wow. the thing. The, ML, the NBA has pretty strict rules on the bubble. Uh if you break, if one of you have to go for a family emergency, one you can leave. Like Zion Williamson had to leave for an emergency. We, we don't know what it was, but he left, and you still have to test every single day. And then upon arrival, if you've had a positive test every day and you've uh, followed their guidelines, then you have like a four day quarantine, a shorter one. Now, if you break the code, which Lou Williams did, and I, we will get into it. Then, then you have a longer, a longer quarantine. Even if you test positive every time, if you've went to a when situation that you're saying positive, are you saying test negative every time? Yes, sorry. Yeah, okay, if you test negative each time. All right. Then, then you have a. Even if you did test negative every single day while you were gone, if they can't account for everywhere you've been, then you will have a longer quarantine period. So I think the NBA is very strict on it. So that's how I think. At least I'm hopeful they can get through it. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The MLB started great. Now what do you do? What happens now with the Marlins? So you cancel at least through Sunday. Maybe is it going to have to cancel more? It seems like the the common knowledge is when you've tested positive, you need ten to fourteen days at least. Yeah. Something like. Uh, if they play Monday, that's not going to be that's not going to be t- a full ten days. So I don't know how that happens. So do you keep canceling games? And then what happens? It's only a sixty game season. What do we do at the end of the season if the Marlins have now played four less? Yeah. Maybe their win percentage is better than someone else, but they've won three less games. I don't – what's crazy to me – there's multiple things that are crazy about this. One, Rob Manfred in the baseball – and in the MLB, it looks like 
fumbled yet again. They came up, before this all started, they came up with the 113-page protocol. In that in that protocol, according to Jason Stark, who's a senior MLB writer for The Athletic, he said, there's no specific language language that deals with a situation like this where you have multiple infections on one team. How yeah. did you not prepare? If you're, if you're going to travel around in a country where the coronavirus is definitely here, how'd you not at least have some, at least a page or a paragraph in talking about what yeah. happens? Mm. I just don't know. And Good then question. what was... What was a little worse to me on on and we talked about this talking about the NFL is what if a player catches you know a little cough do they sit out what do they do players are they've always been taught oh you know you have a sore throat but you get you gut it out you you play you you go for your guys apparently on Sunday last Sunday before we knew that the Marlins had some guys tested positive they learned that their pitcher, the starting pitcher, Jose Urena, would not be available because he tested positive. So then the players had a group chat. So, like, they got on their iPhones or Android, you know, got a big group text, and they were like, hey, what do you think we should do? And they all decided that they should play the game anyway. And then the teams even said that they told the MLB and the Phillies on Sunday before playing, and they all concurred that they would go ahead and play the game. What? Yeah. We know how this spreads. I mean, if you – Someone in that locker room likely has it if the pitcher tested positive, right? So isn't it just smart? Let's just go ahead and cancel that one. So now, now as of Wednesday that we're recording, the Phillies have not had anybody test positive. So that's great. But it just doesn't seem like they have a handle on this. And it's already going to be tough enough for a, a league to play without a bubble. And then it looks like they don't know what they're doing as far as playing. And it's just – the problem is it's, it's just as a player from whatever level you are, high school, college, pro – you're just taught to play. Yeah. Right. And it's just good. I just don't I'm I'm nervous of how it continues. I hope it does continue. But I'm just I'm a little nervous on it. Do you and, see what uh Drew Brees is trying to do? He's trying to change up his game a little bit because of COVID. Have you seen that? Like not no. not lick his hands. He's not right. licking his hands every thirty seconds. Yeah. He said you don't realize how much you lick your hands <laughs> until COVID. Well, shows you up. think about it if and I didn't think about it either until I saw a mm. picture of Drew Brees. Like yeah. the article had a picture of him licking his hands. I thought you know, now that I think about it, yeah. he does that before every single snap. Wow. He just licks his hand. Yeah. So if he's got it, it's getting on the football, right? <laughs> yeah. So whoever catches it, recovers it, touches it. If anyone else has got it and they get on the football, he's, he's got, got it. it right? Yeah. I mean, especially with how we've decided, how we've learned that this spreads. And then you got, you know, like I just started thinking about other guys like Aaron Rodgers always between every play unstraps his chin strap and straps it back on. That's really close to your face. Yeah. And if it touches the tackle, I mean, there's just so much. And then, then I started just thinking about sports in general. Sports are kind of just nasty. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's like the fact that he licks his fingers already. If you think about it, that ball is getting gross. Yeah. And then you got like, uh, uh, you got other players just shooting out snot rockets all the time. I mean, you got <laughs> baseball spits all the Slaris time. just yeah, <laughs> pissing all over himself. <laughs> Why go to a bathroom? He says. Why? <laughs> Oh, it's just – it's going to – I don't know. And then you see a lot of players in the NFL are already starting to opt out. They they came to an agreement with NFL, PA, and NFL where players could opt out of the season. I believe if you opt out, you get 300 – if you have a health a underlying health condition is deemed for the reason you're opting out, you get $350,000 salary for the year. Oh, I didn't if know that. Nothing, That's great. If nothing comes up and you're just opting out because you just don't feel safe, you get $150,000, which – it's nothing, amazing, obviously, to a lot of these guys, but 
that's a good deal. Yeah. I mean, it probably doesn't pay their mortgage, but if that's the choice you're willing to make, then I, I respect that they're not getting zero. That's, that's awesome. I, you're seeing a lot of guys that the chiefs have already had two starters. Well, one of them is, out. uh, he's, he's a COVID doctor right now, right? Like he's going to Canada during this pandemic. Do you know his name? I'm going to, I don't know it off the top of my head. I, was, I read about him two days Laurent, ago. Laurent Duvernay Tardif. And from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, their their guard. Hell, you said his name, and I still don't know. It, so. <laughs> but I mean, what a badass to turn down uh, playing in the NFL to go work on this pandemic uh, as a as a medical professional. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, he said he earned uh, he earned his MD at McGill University, and he says after fighting this on the front lines, he understands what it is. And right now, football is not the important thing. Which you know what. More power to you. I ho- I, obviously, I would love for football to come back, but I can't argue with a thing he said in his long post. Yeah. And and then you're seeing other guys who, whether it be Dante Hightower for the Patriots, he's not playing because his wife either just had a baby or is about to have a baby yeah. and just doesn't feel comfortable with it. And I got to think a lot of these guys, just for those reasons, probably aren't coming back. Von Miller, he already we know he has a few underlying health conditions. Is it worth coming back for a year where we've, we don't know what, even if you catch it, we we have learned that a lot of people younger catch it and heal, and it seems like it's fine. We still don't know what the, the long-lasting conditions are. There might be nothing, but there are some studies that have said shortness like it can affect your breathing for the rest of your life. Well, and it's in your if blood, you're an NFL so it can player, you need your breathing. other organs potentially, too, um, and we just uh, might not see the effects. And then, so yeah, you bring up Von Miller, who uh, famously has already had it. But now we're finding out uh, that antibodies might be going away in people. And so that could mean that he could get a second case. And who knows what that second case would look like, you know? Um, yeah, it's this is this is a serious thing. And, and I, know, I don't understand why the well, leagues haven't taken it more seriously up until just now. It drives players are going to play. Some are going to play because, you know, you got to get it's the same reason these leagues are trying so hard to get back because it's it's about your check. And if they don't play, what happens next year? So I get that. But also, if you're an, if you're a player, if you're an athlete that is a professional, so you are the the cream of the crop athletes in the in the in the world. What ha- if that long lasting effect is all of a sudden you can't breathe as well, and now you can't play a full game or a full snap or a full series? Well, you you get the check this year, but you're we, the NFL is already not for long. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just it is it's a little nervous, and then that gets me to college football. I've recently watched uh, uh, something we used to watch a lot back in the day. I don't know, Pops, if you still do, but Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. Oh, comes yeah. On HBO. Yeah, I love it. He had one. He had one recently where these two parents talked about they sent their, they have a two linemen mm-hmm. are their, I did see are their that sons. One. And one went to Stanford and one went to Michigan. And their whole thing was they're sending their kids. So the, the universities want their want the athletes to come back to campus. And the start student practicing. athletes. The, the students yes. don't have to come, but the student athletes well, they, they, do. They specifically do not want students to come back, and they've told their staff that they should not be traveling. They should not be hopping on planes. They should not be traveling, and they should not come back to the campus. Yet, you're calling for your student athletes to come back. And it was so, it was something because you guys – what really alarmed me is there was a, there was a Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner – was on there quite a bit, and they asked him. They're like, "So you won't tell you you don't want the staff for these SEC schools to come to get on planes and come back, but you want the players to get on planes and come back." And he was like, "Well, no, we didn't ask them to get on a plane to come back. We just asked them to come back." Uh, okay, I get you. Pop, that's just playing pop. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. That's double speak, but man. That's 
And what's even worse is these players are. We already know the the rules that how these how college athletes either do or do not get used. Um, but they're the they're, at least in the NFL, in the NBA, in the MLB, there's a players union. You know, yeah. these guys have people fighting for you. And then we're learning like here's the testing protocols. In college sports, we have no idea what the product protocols are. I mean, if you remember three weeks ago, we learned that. There's a, a, an outbreak of some sort in the Clemson locker room and the Alabama locker room. We have no idea how many. We just know there was a little bit of an outbreak. It could have been 50. It could have been three. And then they asked Greg Sankey about it. They were like, so do you know, because the parents of these two these two athletes on Real Sports said that we have no idea if a person has tested positive or not. No one tells us. We don't know if they're all clean, if, they're, if there's a few, if we're sending our son into a red zone. We just don't know. And they asked Greg Sankey, so do you have an idea of of the positive test? And he was like, yeah, the schools report back to me. And he was like, so can we can can we know how many has happened at Tennessee or Alabama? And he was like, yeah, we know. I don't have to tell you. We know. So <sighs> it's just and so he and his point was like, yeah, we're, we're 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 keeping a tab on it, but shouldn't that be open knowledge to these parents and athletes before? I, I'm not a parent, obviously, but dad. Wouldn't you want to know what the Razorbacks locker room is like before you send Mirror LJ yeah. into it? Yeah. Well, it depends I mean, on which one of us, right? Yeah, it depends on which one. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no, I, I, I really felt for that that guy, the the dad, which I, I think he must have been an NFL player. He was a former NFL lineman. Too. Uh, but boy, to have two players, one at Stanford, one at Michigan, I think maybe that's what you said. I mean, those are two pretty high-class uh, institutions. Mm-hmm. But I, I just felt for him because, I mean, his kids are possibly in danger and it's kind of like he's got nobody to represent his kids. Like you're, like you're saying, I mean, um, and I think where we've run into a little bit and I've noticed this just as someone who works in the media, like we, people love to like, we're, we're all over trying to keep up with the MLB's positive tests in these Marlins and how they're reacting and how the NFL is reacting and all this stuff. It doesn't really feel like, like we're all the big discussion's been can college football happen? Yes, and I've been I've had a t- numerous conversations with people like because I want it to happen, but no one's really asking the question. Like, shouldn't we be asking these universities every day? Yeah, what what is the testing protocol? Has someone tested positive? And they might not give us an answer, but we should we still should be asking every single day because this isn't this is important knowledge for families. Well, and yeah. I I think. Uh, another thing that you kind of touched on is I can't imagine a reason to hide the statistics unless you feel like you're going to make a decision that goes against said statistics. And yeah. so that just seems it's a good point. Yeah. If you, if you're not willing to share that information, then I don't feel safe with any of these players out there. Not that I have a big say in it, but um, yeah, I agree with you, Kev. Like we, we and as what a group if, should just be hounded. And then I feel bad for these families. That, like at least that family dad, like you mentioned, the on the real sports, their dad played college football. It look, I think they're, I mean, played professional football. It doesn't look like they're hurting for money, but a lot of kids, there's a lot of kids that look to sports as a way to get out of very bad situations in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are you saying they're going to sit out a year when the NCAA comes back? And now, what if they never have a chance? And then yeah. there goes, they're flushing their entire opportunity to maybe set their family up for generations because they just don't want to catch a deadly virus that's killed. 150,000 Americans. I yeah. mean, I just feel bad for them because like, like that's it. There's just not people representing the college athletes and it doesn't look like there will be. So uh, I hope it works out. It's just, it's a weird time. Sports and it's a weird time. It puts me in a period. Conundrum. It's a weird time. True. And I just feel like as a sports fan, I feel like I'm in a conundrum because I so, 
I don't want a year without college football. I love college football. But I also, like LJ's mentioned, do I really want to root for something where I feel like we might just be putting people in harm's way? Like that feels kind of wrong. So they can right? take online classes for free? <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, moving moving on from, from well, the COVID. You said something in brief. Did, is Ant- Antonio Brown unretiring? Is that? Oh, well, like literally – so we we broke the well, when we were recorded. He like had he, just retired he retired last week, right? Like <laughs> I think it was thirteen hours afterward. He was <laughs> tweeting that the NFL needs to speed up the process on his on his investigation, so he can so teams can know if they can sign him or not. I mean, was, okay, yeah, enough said about that. I don't want to get into <laughs> yeah, AD, but wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> um. Real quick, I thought it was interesting. So we we did mention NFL players opting out, and I think the list is only going to grow. Did you see? So quite a few Patriots have opted out. I did mention that at the yeah. top. And quite a few starters for the Patriots. Yeah. And Adam Schefter, in legitimate I reporting, s- said that NFL executives have open opened him. Is Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick masterminding this whole thing because he wants a good <laughs> draft pick in the upcoming draft? <laughs> Bill Belichick has these guys shook. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, these players are opting out. There's like all of them have legit reasons. Like if you look, they all are either, you know, my my wife has an underlying health condition or I'm having a kid or I just had a kid. And but still, and even if they're joking, there's still every joke has a little bit of seriousness in them. Yeah. And that means somebody like in the Giants organization or Cowboys organization is like, God dang it. Yes. Belichick's trying to go get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and that just cracks me up. Well, and I did see on that, I thought I saw an interesting tweet where it was like, uh, Patriots tend to have rings already. They also tend to have uh, good money. They also tend to be some of the smarter players in the league. And so what do they have to play for this year? I mean, they could get another championship, but they've got what they need. Go spend time with your family, you know, and, and, and I think that's an interesting and thought. Their Hall of Fame quarterback just left. So maybe let's yeah. just take a year, see let's, how we're doing a year removed rebuild. from all. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> as you know, the the a lot of teams in the MLB have, have issues with the Astros. Yes. Because they may or may not well, no, just no, they, they cheated. cheated. <laughs> they, they cheated. Yes, they didn't may or may not. I they cheated. Like to say allegedly. There's not allegedly yeah. to it. Yeah, they that's cheated. the newsman in you, but this is real. <laughs> <laughs> and part of that cheating was to win a, a World Series in seven games against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Indeed. And so, a, as you may remember, the NMLB did not punish any of the players. Not one. No suspensions. Yeah. Nothing. They got they got scotch free as long as they told the truth about what happened, in which they said, "Yup, we cheated." Yeah. <laughs> and so on Tuesday night, Joe Kelly, who pitches for the Dodgers. Had became the became the people's champ, really, is what happened. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he not only did earlier at one point, he struck out Carlos Correa, who's been very open about, you know, so what we cheated, we still won, blah, 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 all this. Uh, <laughs> he struck him out, and then apparently, I'm just going to go ahead and say the explicit version, he said uh, something like, take that, bitch, or something. <laughs> or not, I think he said, nice swing, bitch, because he got him swinging on strike three. That's what he said. I didn't hear that. Oh, man. Be well, uh, not only Dusty Baker, one of the, the managers, said that's what he said, and then also uh, there's no fans, so there's some hot mics, and a hot mic caught it. So um, I'm just going to throw this out there. First off, calling a grown man that word 
is fighting words. <laughs> yeah. That is fighting yeah. words. Not saying Korea didn't maybe deserve a little something. I'm I thought it was awesome. But th- that those are that that's a tough word to call a grown man. Yeah. Then later he has a ball that may or may not have slipped. <laughs> I don't know, but it went right behind the batter's head. <laughs> and then and then the bench is cleared. And as as uh, Joe Kelly's walking off at one point, he gives this smug little face where he's just kind of like, so what? <laughs> he's not upset about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> now, Joe Kelly, the bench is cleared. Obviously, they didn't fight because one, you know, social distancing. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's hard to fight when fight. you can't get within six feet of it. <laughs> you got to have a hell of a wingspan to do that. Um, and now, no, nobody, one player did get a suspension for this. And it is one Joe Kelly for the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. Who, so now let's just tally up the Astros combined that did cheat, zero suspensions. <laughs> Joe Kelly now, who didn't actually hit someone, but did look like he was trying to, um, has been suspended eight games. And if we if we dole that out in a 60-game season, that is the equivalent of 22 games. Jeez, so, yeah. Wow. Good point. Huh. Well, to, to be fair to the MLB, I do believe that they gave that trash can a demerit. So um, I think it's even Stevens. <laughs> I I don't know if you saw this that earlier this offseason, uh, Joe Kelly showed that he was uh, it was it ended up just being a funny moment. But it was like why MLB players can't pitch. He was like throwing at a little like uh, a thing that like a pitch back machine just to you know keep his arm loose and a ball slipped and it went to the right and went through his window in his home. <laughs> That it was a funny video that went viral. So I don't know if one, maybe this just shows that every now and then Joe Kelly does have a slip of the you know his finger just slips a little bit. Or was this the ultimate long con? And Joe Kelly was like, "I know I'm going to throw an Astro. I know I will throw it one. So let me just go ahead and have. I'll, I'll lose one. Window. I love it. Yeah, it's worth the glass. It's worth the glass. That's smart. It's worth the glass to where I can when I because he's going to appeal the suspension. You already know mm-hmm. it. And he can play while he's appealing, by the way. So, yeah, he's got a – so he he will continue to play in the interim. Dad, did you see the face that Joe Kelly made as he was walking off that became – Well, I mean, I saw him taunting Correa. I mean, I saw him, you know, just being very smug. I don't know anything in particular. Well, the Dodgers players have now said that that smug face will be created into a T-shirt that they will wear around (laughs) – all the time for batting practice. Yeah. I just love it. Bring on the uh, pettiness. Yeah. I'm all for it. That's my favorite well, part of sports. Well, you know, I mean, I was an Astro. I mean, I'm. I was born near Houston yeah. and lived in Houston and was rooting for the Astros. And I'm not. I don't know. I hope they can get past this and do well. But I love Joe Kelly right now. I, yeah. I love the way he played it. I think it's fantastic. I'm yeah. a fan. I'm a fan of his. So just as a fan in general, I love if I if I'm a pitcher, especially a pitcher who feels like I lost a series due to this cheating. So Dodgers, yeah. Um, every time I strike out an Astro, I might give a little, at least a little look, and especially if it's one of those that was very outspoken about how mm-hmm. so what we cheated, I might throw out like, oh, nice swing, especially with it being so quiet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because what what's worse? If you're, it's already hard enough probably for a batter to hit, to, to get a hit off these guys throwing, you know, 100 miles an hour or hard these curveballs. Now I get him where I'm in his head. I got him so mad. He wants to hit it so hard that now he's going to swing even more. I'm trying to get in their head. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to throw a little salt. And if I'm, if I'm Correa, 
I get it. I'd be a little pissed off. I don't know. You know, you did cheat, but you got caught. Yeah. But still, calling him a bitch is tough. Yeah. It is tough. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I want it to continue. And as a fan, <laughs> you, you want better this believe. to continue. Hell oh, yeah. You better believe that next time, I'm not sure if the Dodgers win the next Dodgers Astros game is. But I hope it's nationally televised, and I hope I'm around the TV because I'll probably be watching it. That's so. like must-see TV, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. Um, speaking of must-see TV, it looks like week 14 should the NFL play. Um, could be must-see TV between the Jets and the Seahawks because the Seahawks just made a big trade for Jamal Adams. And there was a little war of words between Jamal Adams and Le'Veon Bell, which I want to get into. But first, I want to ask you guys' opinion. Okay. So, the Seahawks trade for Jamal Adams, who we knew, who made it very known that he was uh, looking to get out of New York. He wasn't a fan of either – I don't. maybe he's a fan of Big Apple. Maybe it was just the Jets organization that he wasn't a fan of. Or maybe he just likes winning, and in that case, he doesn't <laughs> want to go. <laughs> Um, either way, here's the huge trade. The Seahawks get Jamal Adams and a 2022 fourth-round pick. The Jets get a 2021 first-round pick, 2022 first-round pick, a 2021 third, and a, the safety Bradley McDougald, who is a, a solid safety. I mean, I, I would say Jamal Adams is clearly better, but sure. a quality player. Um, just w- off the off the top right there, do the, what do you think? Who's the winner-loser of this trade, LJ? I think I'd rather be the Seahawks in this deal. Um, uh, the Seahawks aren't very good with their draft picks anyway, right? So you can just uh, get rid of them. And uh, I don't know. I like I like the player trade. I like the player trade for sure. Pops, what did you think? Um, I, I think I, I like the Seahawks uh, better because, number one, the Jets suck uh, and have for years and years. Sorry, Greeny. Um, <laughs> and, and Jamal Adams is a talent. I mean, he's – he. Uh, the Seahawks are close. I mean, they're close to contending. And Jamal Adams is the kind of player that could throw them over the top. And yeah. that's what you want to do. You want to contend for a Super Bowl. Yep. So. Well, I know one team that someone around here lives uh, close to recently did a trade like this in 2018 where the Chicago Bears nabbed Khalil Mack yep. for a similar asking price. I would say most Chicago fans would do that trade again, right, Oh, uh, Absolutely. Wouldn't 100%. No question about it. And then to your point, what now we have seen some teams do, you know, we got Bill O'Brien, who's just known for making great moves. He traded two first round picks for Laramie Tunsil. That one could be a question mark. But so there's precedent for this. Yeah. But uh, LJ mentioned Seattle's first round picks. Just looking back, um, 2011, they drafted James Carpenter first round pick. He's not there. Bruce Irvin, he's not there in 2012. No one in 13, 14, 15. Uh, Jermaine Effetti, who's not been much in 2016, no one in 2017. Rashard Penny in 2018, who's not even their starting running back. And then LJ Collier in 2019, who was the jury still out. But point is, they don't have a super long history of making great picks in the first round. Yeah. And they just got a 24-year-old safety who is looks to be a stud for at least five years, right? Yeah. So Yeah. I, I don't I don't I think it's a it's a good trade for both teams, really, because you get the Jets. You do get two first-round picks for a guy that was, like, completely done with the organization. Everyone knew he was done. He might not even played this year if he stayed there. So you did get two first-round picks and a quality player. I kind of think it's a win-win for both teams in this. Well, they're going to be late-round 
first round picks typically because Seattle's good. You know, they're not going to be think, yeah. top five picks or anything like that. Generally, and great. you look at now, Jadavion Clowney is still a free agent, so I don't know what they'll do. But if they get Clowney back, they have a stud at the yeah. that level with Clowney. Bobby Wagner may be the best linebacker in all mm-hmm. of football. Mm-hmm. Jamal Adams, one of the best safeties in all of football. I, I like what they're doing. And then you got Russell Wilson, who if you got Russell Wilson on your team, you always got a shot. shot. So, yeah. Great. I like the trade. I think it was. Uh, I think it was a no brainer for both for both teams. I think it made total sense. I kind of wanted the Cowboys to go get Jamal Adams, but two first round picks is a lot for for a position that really we've seen kind of devalue a little bit. I mean, you look at Earl Thomas. I mean, speaking of the Seahawks, he took a long time to get signed, and he finally did with the Ravens. Same with Tyron Matthew. I mean, we we watched multiple teams let him go, and he was. A, now that to that same extent, Tyron Matthew played a huge role for the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. So, it the value of the the position might not be great salary wise, but to your team, it seems, it seems pretty, pretty valuable. So, yeah. yeah. So I like the trade, and then to the point that we mentioned off the top, where there might be a little beef between said Le'Veon Bell and and uh, Jamal Adams. After the trade, just Jamal Adams did a lot of tweeting. He tweeted a he did like an Instagram live live of him. Drinking some sort of cocktail, smoking a cigar, and just dancing by himself. <laughs> he seemed very excited to be leaving New York. Then Le'Veon Bell tweeted out, People do all the hooting and hollering to get you brought in just to leave. LOL. Like people weird. The internet got these dudes doing whatever for attention, even when they tell you shit they don't believe themselves. And then Jamal Adams just quoted the tweet and said, Noted. See you in week 14. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Le'Veon Bell did answer back and said, noted, what, LOL, that you lied? Please trust that is noted. Then if I'm supposed to take you, take see you in week 14 as a threat, I don't. But it's still all love. Like I told you on the phone, I want the best for you. If this is the best for you, I want that. So he kind of ended it with a little bit of a, hey, bygones, let bygones be bygones. But with a safety and a running back, they're gonna meet. They will. They will meet at some point. They on will the meet. Field. Up. So it's not well, like two see, quarterbacks talking trash. Yeah. I, the, I, I guess my take, and tell me if I'm wrong. The reason for the beef is, is that Jamal Adams was prominent in talking Le'Veon Bell to come to the Jets. I think he was right? vocal when, when yeah, he was vocal when he was like, "Hey, come to New York, come here, come here." And then he's also been vocal saying, "I want to get the hell out of New York. I want to get the hell yeah. out of New York." So I mean I can see so why Bell feels sides. Yeah, I think why Bell feels a little um um what's the word uh perturbed, uh, annoyed. Well, like it's <laughs> kind of like double cross, maybe double crossed in a in a way just because I think Jamal Adams was prominent in getting him there and then as soon as he gets there he's like I'm out, <laughs> you know. Okay, so Okay, well, just just to wear the shoes on both feet. So Jamal Adams did what he had to do to get to a situation he thought was better for him. I believe there was a running back in Pittsburgh that chose not to play with his team that was a Super Bowl contender to get to a situation that was better for him. Yeah, I'm not excusing either one. Uh, I'm just know, saying I, I, I think that's part of the beef. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I, I Either way, I thought it was interesting. I get where Bale is coming from, but I get where Jamal Adams is coming from. And if he felt like the organization, what, organization wasn't doing him right and he wasn't getting a chance to win, and then you can go to a chance where – Seattle, see, well, I was about to say Seattle seems to do right by their players, but uh, Earl Thomas would beg to differ. So I don't know. Um, 
I, but at least he's had a better chance to win. And so I thought, I, I think it'll, it'll be a whole lot of fun. And it was funny, Kenyon Drake, who was all, used to be in the AFC East playing for the Dolphins, he tweeted at, uh, which it was all jokes, but he tweeted at Jamal Adams like, I see you trying to follow me now. It looks like we get to see each other twice a year. Can't wait to meet you in the hole. So it, that was a cool back and forth. Yeah. But it is interesting. Uh, also in the NFL, something I've noticed, the NFL 100 is dropping out recently. You know, they do 10 players, uh, the, a list of 10 each time. It's basically the top 100 players in every – this year, for this kind yeah. of year. And it's voted on, I believe, by the players and coaches or just the players, LJ? Uh, I think it's players and coaches, yeah. And it just cracks me up to see how many players get so pissed off <laughs> about this list and where they wind up on it. Yeah. Keenan Allen most recently yeah. <laughs> got put, I think, at like 71 or something – and he went on a roll on Twitter basically saying, I'm the best receiver. And he didn't just say, I'm the best receiver. He added just about everybody in front of him. Now, he added the wrong Chris Godwin, yeah. but he added just some random guy. But You might have to get an interview with him. Guys. That's a normal – that's yeah. a Kevin interview right yeah. there. <laughs> well, I did check the guy's Twitter. He hasn't tweeted since like 2015, so uh. I don't know for sure how active he is. But his mentions definitely blew up at one point this past week. And I'm – one, why do these players care so much about the NFL 100? I, but also, I, I kind of love it yeah. too. You know, whatever it takes to get you fired up, and it looks like it looks like Keenan Allen was was pretty fired up. Well, before I want to get on to, uh, at, we we were going to do a little last week when Derrick Henry signed a a big contract, and you know everyone loves how much you, you pay running back. So I want to talk to you guys about that, especially with an interesting free agent class coming up. But first. I want to talk to you guys about one of our other friends. And it's it's getting around that time where you're starting to see some people, you know, at least small crowds hitting the pool, maybe trying to get oh. out, do a little something in the summer <laughs> heat. And if you're going to do that, you, you might want to, you know, we've been at home for a while. You might want to kind of clean up, you know, make sure your chest your your chest hairs are looking good or just all your hairs are looking good and if you've ever if you've ever done a little shaving a little uh landscaping of the body a little manscaping well why wouldn't you do it with a company that's literally named manscape hey good question if you've ever, if, if, if you've ever had a nick or a tug that you know it just doesn't feel all good well they're now a thing of the past the manscaped lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks well, and tugs. Kev, I have a this question for you about the lawnmower yeah. 3.0. Uh, sometimes, like if I wanted to like trim my chest hair in the shower with with the lights out, is there like an option for that or? <laughs> <laughs> in the dark, in the shower. <laughs> well, you see, the engineering team at Manscaped okay. obsesses over technology and they spent 18 months wow. creating this bad boy. And this thing does it all. It LJ, it's waterproof. So if you're in the shower, well, that's good. Good, you're covered. All you're right. covered. If if you if you like doing a little uh, shaving in the dark, more you know, it's odd. That's an odd choice, but <laughs> they have an LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. Mm. And this thing lasts up to ninety minutes on its rechargeable battery. 90, wow. An hour and a half. Wow. <laughs> Throw on one of the long pods. <laughs> an and hour and a half. <laughs> And let's not forget about the charging stand. You want to show off this this lawnmower 3.0? You want to let everyone know? No, 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 no. I, I got the latest. Yeah. I got the 3.0. They got a charging stand that intelligently designed to conveniently charge the dock powered by USP. So many people have written in stories to the team 
over at Manscaped about how the Lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. They've even included some pics because they were just they look so dang good. Of the razor with how they how they. Well, you know, I, the team didn't specify what the picks were. I don't need to see them. <laughs> but the team has gotten picks about how this bad boy has changed your life. And right now, if you would like to see if it can change your life, try it out for yourself. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R at manscaped with a D at the end, dot com. Get 20% off free shipping. It, I mean, it's a no-brainer, guys. All the men out there, just do a little cleaning up. Do a little and clean up the body. In your 90-minute dark showers. <laughs> yeah, they got you covered. Um, all right, Pops. So we talked a little bit last week off the pod, but I wanna, we want to dive into a little bit more. Derrick Henry just signed quite a big deal recently. Let me get the numbers up real quick just so I have them pulled Yeah, up. what was the number? I don't, don't recall. It was over $15. <laughs> Derrick Henry got a four-year, $50 million deal with 25 and a half guaranteed, which, of course, started the should-you-pay running backs again. Let's just go there. Did they overpay, LJ? What, what do you think about the deal? Well, uh, with some news that you're uh, – or with, uh, with uh, some information that you're withholding right now, um, the fact that the free agent market for running backs looks like it's going to explode next year. Um, I would say, yeah, you probably overpaid for a running back. Um, would be my guy. So, to note a few of the guys on this list, and it, it's quite long, but the list of upcoming 2021 free agent running backs include Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, James Connor, Matt Breida, Philip Lindsay, Kareem Hunt, James White, Tariq Cohen, Marlon Mack, and plenty more. Um, I if I'm if I'm Derrick Henry, I love the deal. Yeah, because get it now. There's one way Derrick Henry plays, and that is lots of carries and hard. Yeah, downhill. <laughs> so, so we know it's going to be tough for it's going to be tough for to see his career going a long time. So get your payday as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I'm the if I'm the Titans, I just don't know if I pay. I, don't I will know. say I, he I, is a. Per- I'm happy that they're giving him that contract yeah. because it was clear Derek Henry had a lot of their success, which led to them getting to the AFC championship game. So I, I like to see him rewarded, but I don't know what we're going to say. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, he is a unique running back. Like there, that's mm. the one thing Agreed. you can say about him is, is that list is great that you just rattled off, but nobody runs the ball like Derrick Henry on that list. Like you have to change up your style of football. If you're going to bring somebody else in. Um, well, one would argue that Derrick Henry is, his running style is the one that will end a career sooner. Yeah. Than those oh, yeah. Guys, right. Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And he, I mean, he's, think, he's he's a two down back, really, isn't he? Because I mean, he's not going to catch really the ball catch much. out of the backfield. I, it seems hard. So they're they're averaging <clears throat> what four for fifty million is twelve point five a year, right? <clears throat> I just I don't see paying that money to a guy that's a two-down back. Now, he's an amazing two-down back, and he punishes people, which is, to your point, is likely going to shorten his career. I, I, I think they overpaid a little bit. I mean, I the, some of the guys and, – and I thought you named those guys on the running back list very aptly in order. I mean, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones are three guys I would look at paying because yeah. they're all – can catch the ball. And and are good hard runners, shifty. Uh, they're the kind of guys and I like even, to watch. Even the the next three on the list, 
I mean, I, they, we know Joe Mixon's uh, what, what's happened in his past, and it made him drop in the draft a little bit. But he's a, a solid all-around running back. Mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake showed us he was a pretty solid running back last year and fairly young. Todd Gurley has some injury issues, but he has at times been an MVP candidate. And then Leonard Fournette is very comparable to – I mean, give the man uh, a ride. You know? Derrick Henry, right? Yeah. I, it's interesting. I just think if the list is that big – and we already know the cap's going to be interesting next year. I think there's going to be a lot of running backs looking for a job. There's a running back right now, Devontae Freeman, who still doesn't have a job, who's at what wow. just a couple years ago, which gets me to the whole thing. And it's I don't know how you do it if you're the NFL, but I think you somehow need to change. I I like the rookie wage scale and how players don't like Sam like you know Sam Bradford got eighty million dollars whatever guaranteed before he's played NFL snap. I like that we don't do that anymore. Yeah, but. I think we need to change the way that's paid to where running backs get a little get paid a little bit more in their first four years. Yeah. Just because look at the odds of the career. Th- that yeah. running back is likely to not even the really good ones. Devontae Freeman just mentioned he's out of a job and teams are choosing not to sign him right now. I, well, now Devontae Freeman has has had some concussion issues, right? I mean, a couple more good but hits. But that's my that's to my point though, the shortness of that. <clears throat> so position. pay him early. Yeah. 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 So get him a little bit on the front end just because we see so many end early. I mean, Todd Gurley got that big contract, but the NFL is is no I mean, we know how NFL contracts work. Yeah, he got paid, then they are able to cut him and get out of a lot of that money. Yeah. I just think you pay him a little more up front because one, I think the position is important to winning. The only problem, the reason they don't get paid is not because it's not important. It's because you can just go get another one, and we know that it could end soon. We know Derrick Henry. What Derrick Henry does that makes him so valuable to the Titans is he he gets better over the course of a game and the course of a season. Late in the season, when guys are a little banged up, Derrick Henry is still running hard, what? Yeah. which means he's getting 300, 350 carries in a season. There's a long line of history that shows multiple seasons over 300 yard over 300 carries bad deal. ends up yeah. being a drop-off we watched it from larry johnson way back to demarco murray just a couple years ago i mean it yeah we know how this we know how this story ends i just i feel bad for running backs i wish they would get paid a little more on the front end so it makes it less likely to where if you're a zeke you don't have to hold out now he was able to he plays for the one owner that was like i don't give a damn and he paid him a ton of money yeah but at least, at least the Titans got a little bargaining off off that deal. But, and then you see a guy like McCaffrey. I'm with you, pops. It makes more sense to pay a guy like McCaffrey than it does a Derrick Henry because McCaffrey can not only play running back, he can play wide receiver, he can play on third down, he can play all over the field. Whereas Derrick Henry, third and long, he's probably coming probably taking out. him off the field. But you know, and I, I'm, I guess I'm glad Zeke got that money, Zeke is as good a running back as I think there is in the league. I mean, he he can pass block, he can run with power, he can run he can with catch. he can catch uh and he can run with some wiggle. I mean, I I'm telling you, I don't see a lot of backs better than Zeke in the NFL. Uh the, the, I, really don't. I don't I don't disagree with that. The only argument is just is just that that our running back. Can you get a can you draft a running back in the third round that gives you 70% of what Zeke does? For four million dollars, you know, that's the argument. Yeah, and yeah, it, it it depends where you want to go because I think at some point, if you look at the like look at the Titans, they would not have won the games that they won in the playoffs had Derrick Henry not been who Derrick Henry was. Yeah, no doubt, those games he was a, he right. was an animal, he was a beast, and I just keep waiting 
and it gets, we've talked about this before. I just keep waiting. When does it dry up? When do these guys at a young age stop playing a running back position? And it's fascinating because I don't know if you will see it because look at high school sport. If you're in high school coach and you don't have a lot of talent, but you have one guy who's supremely talented, mm-hmm. put him a running back, run him 30 times. He's just going to be more athletic than everyone else. Yeah. Cause, because quarterback, you have to be able to at least throw the ball. Running back, if you're just super athletic and strong, you can you can get that team maybe to a state championship. Yeah. So that's why you see coaches continually putting that guy at running back. Yeah. And then once you've played your once you started right, there. Good point. But I've heard stories of, you know, I think it was Dominic Foxworthy, isn't that his name on ESPN? Foxworth. Foxworth, yeah. Yeah. Bronco. That was was saying that um, oh yeah. Was saying that, you know, he would encourage his kid to not play running back. So I think you're gonna see some parents really try to steer them away from that position. I mean, I think you're right. Coaches are going to definitely try to put a, put the best athlete there. Um, so they're still in that box. But I do think it's kind of like uh, people telling their kids not to play football as much because of concussions, you know, and yeah. more go into soccer or golf. or I mean, you're, you're going to see it start shifting that way. And yeah. I think the better athletes are going to be shifted away from running back by parents. Yeah. I can see that. that. I can see that too. Because it's going to take the parents to do it. Because the coaches, like like I mentioned, if if I'm a coach and I know I can stick this guy at running back and it's going to get me to the third round, you know that's how you keep your job. You keep going to the playoffs. So yeah, that's what that's they'll true. do. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you guys. So off the field now, as where we actually have more of an expertise as a fan of sports. Okay. I don't know how much y'all have been watching. We've had some sports back with baseball, hopefully for longer than, than <laughs> it, it looks, but. Baseball and basketball has been playing scrimmages. They're going to start regular season, as we said, Thursday. What do you think about the watching experience? I, I will say without fans, it has been different. You know, like MLB, it seems to me it's a little it, – I'm already not the biggest MLB fan, but it, it, it seems a little jarring when you see that, that pop fly and there's no one in the stands. Whereas when I watch those NBA scrimmages – I don't really notice it as much. It doesn't really affect my viewing experience. Have you noticed – have you any thoughts on that, LJ? Well, I would say that, yeah, my my, my sort of thought with the MLB um, – and I haven't really watched any of the games. I've just seen, like, clips and stuff like that. But uh, with the MLB, it, it's like a relatively boring sport uh, for a non-expert in baseball. And so, you know, at least when there's fans out there and there's a foul ball, you get to like see how fans, you know, it's like a thing to watch as opposed like a a thing, an event happens, which is kind of cool. Now it's a non-event, you know, it's just unless they CG crowds out there, which. uh, Well, they have. They've put some like (laughs) they put some fake crowds out there and some of them look worse than you'll see in like a Madden uh, game. Like, come on, you've got to get your guys better than that. But. And then the cardboard cutouts, yeah. like that's obviously you don't. Yeah, think oh, I love that. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fantastic until like opening the opening night of baseball. You have Mookie Betts with this really. It was it, it should be historic picture. You know, he's kneeling for for social injustice, and it was a really cool picture where two guys are holding his shoulder. Yeah, and then you see like this goofy as hell cardboard <laughs> cutout behind him. It's like. This is gonna go in the history books of sports or something, like in the Hall of Fame, and it's got like a a, a guy in the cutout, like doing making some funny face behind it. But still funny. Yeah. It's funny, but it just seems a little odd. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's where you hit the nail on the head, LJ. It's it's baseball. There's that that lull between each play. You know, basketball or even soccer. If you've been watching soccer without fans, they're moving. You know, it's constantly going. So you have something to watch. Yeah. In baseball, there's a pitch. 
and a strike ball, foul ball, whatever. And then you have 30 seconds to 45 seconds where, you know, you're just kind of waiting. And usually one, either the announcers have some kind of story they're talking about, or they're kind of the play by play is giving you a little something, or they, they show that foul ball. They show that fan diving for a foul ball or got dad gives it to son or kid goes and gives it to other kid. All these cute little things. Like it's something for us to takes our attention. Now there's nothing. And now I think you notice it. You'll know, you notice it in NBA too at times, but without, without the fans and without that extra thing going on, announcers are trying hard to that. And I, I, I think they'll get better as they do it, but they're trying so hard to fill that dead air. You know, they're yeah. just over talking at times. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, it's cool. Just, you know, just, just let it breathe for a minute. But I think it's weird for them too, because now instead of calling it in a booth where they're hearing the fans and stuff, they're in, they're now watching it from a TV screen, calling it in a different, yeah. maybe in a different city. I yeah. Mean, yeah. So I think it's, it's weird. It, Baseball will probably figure. I don't know what they'll figure out. They got. They'll probably figure something out to make it a little better. I, the NBA, it almost makes it. One thing I've noticed that's really cool is, and I think it could change the way things are done in the future. Under the basket, Dad, there's not a, a ton of photographers and people right there where these guys are worried about rolling an ankle or diving mm-hmm. into a crowd. And I think that could maybe <clears throat> players might go. You know, it's really nice. Not having to worry about breaking my ankle, yeah. going for a dunk. Yeah, I think you could see that either moved back or changed moving forward. And then I, it, it probably helps some with the the NBA that they, they're doing a lot with the angles to where you don't notice all that dead area behind them. So you're just paying attention to the the action on the court. So it helps for them in that and perspective. What do you think about the NBA's doing a few things with like virtual fans, like so? They'll have me watching the game like in a Zoom call, kind of, and they say my they'll have my reaction on like a big board, and it's in real time. It's kind of weird, but kind of cool. Like, do you have any thoughts on that, LJ? Well, I would say I uh, you sent a picture of this, and I saw the one of the soccer. They, there was one fan behind the goal, and I thought that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I just I <laughs> yeah, love that. That so was weird. Much. <laughs> yeah. So for anyone to try to paint the picture for you, it's. It's like you're looking at the soccer goal and all these players playing, and then there's a huge <laughs> jumbotron, like a big screen behind them, and it's just one person's face. It's like when he's just watching. Watching, uh, yeah. He in just- college sports, when the when the masks of the big faces became like a thing, it's like that times infinity. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it so much. Um, that's my reaction. I feel like as a player, wouldn't that be so weird? Yes. That would be weird. Absolutely. Now, but. Did I see a board? I thought I saw one, and it's I don't think it's one you sent, Kev, but like maybe a huge board that'll have like 40 people, you know, in little blocks, right. like a Zoom call. Yes. And, and that's what the yeah. that's what the NBA's trying with. Okay, that's, that's what, what I saw like. it on an NBA game. I thought that could be that could be interesting a little bit. So how do you they, get into trying. that call, do you know? Is that like a you buy a ticket or well, I would imagine that season ticket holders get first opportunity to try to, you know, try to appease these people that are how the NBA makes a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, I think what what they'll have to, and I don't know how they figure out this, but you're going to have to vet people if it's in real time. Yeah. What if someone, you know, throws up a middle finger, throws up a sign or heaven forbid, I don't know if you've ever been on like a chat roulette, you know, people are, <laughs> yeah. are ridiculous of what they'll throw up obscenities or private parts. Yep. Um, we we saw in the World Series like yep. a year ago a woman actually flashed the game. What if a woman flashes the camera? Yep. Um, I think it's awesome the NBA trying because at this point we we mentioned off the top. It's not only is it a weird time in sports. It's a it's 
the world is so weird right now. So much unknown. I like the the NBA's trying. You know, let's see what we can do, and maybe it doesn't work, and just scratch that. Well, idea. and but I'll say is as somebody in the entertainment industry. Um, we're all trying to find new ways to make things work. And I love that they're experimenting with this sort of thing because, you know, that can be a part of how other people adapt is if they find something that really works, like I could see us using something like that in a show, you know? Um, yeah. I think it's cool. Well, and so like, I've heard that like the home, what they'll do is like, say they do that dad where they have 50 people on the screen or whatever. And the way it would work is those 50 people's real reaction. So like, I don't know if they have a cheer button or if it's picking up that they're cheering, like excited, but whatever their reaction, there might actually be like a noise that comes through the speaker that simulates the home crowd loud for the team. So like the players would feed off of maybe now those 50 people would be. So if it's a Laker game, those 50 people would be like Laker fans. Let's just say the Lakers and Clippers play a game. I could see Lakers fans be like as a clipper trying to get into the stand, trying to get in as part of those fans. But then once it starts, they are cheering every time the Lakers score a point or something, you know, like, I don't know what the vetting process is going to be interesting. And then the other one is it looks like they're going to experiment with uh, Twitter where like you can use the hashtag and depending on what hashtag you do in real time, that is also like, so it'll factor in a hundred people or, are putting hashtag Lakers. So the crowd goes wild for the Lakers. I don't know how it works, but there's technology amazes me every single day. So I'll I'll be, I'll be, I'll be fascinated to see how they can try to get it. And maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work at all, but at least try. I like their messing around. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. All right. We did mention it off the top. We have to, it's been the story that just keeps getting better regarding the NBA. Lou Williams, he, uh, he took a leave because he went to go. It was because a, a close family. I don't know if it was his granddad, but a close family member passed away. And he went to a funeral in his hometown of Atlanta. Well, while he was in Atlanta, apparently he made a stop at Magic City, which I've not been to this this establishment, <laughs> but I've learned that it is a gentleman's club. And he stopped there. Because the food's great, right? I mean, have you not heard this? Well, I will times? say that that's what I've heard about uh, Atlanta is if you want to go out to eat, you have to go to a strip club. That's the best place to do it. It's also where the best music is. Um, so that's what I've heard. No experience. Well, there's so much, music there's and so food. Much that's the reason you go to a gentleman's club. Okay. In Atlanta. Right. That's what I've heard. <laughs> okay. And, and there's been a lot of people that have... That that would have knowledge. A lot of NBA either players or former players. One that said that calls himself an expert, a retired expert in this field, Jalen Rose, <laughs> has said, if you're in Atlanta, Magic City is just a stop you make. And the food is a really good part of Magic City. Now he did mention there are other things about Magic City or is why you there, I think his his exact quote was the renovations have been amazing over the years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I understand. You got to love Jalen Rose, man. I <laughs> like you. <laughs> he actually said that Lou Williams deserves to be an instant inductee into the Hall of Fame, <laughs> if not just the Players Hall of Fame. Um, I will say pictures did surface of a wing basket from Magic City that Lou Williams ordered. Not the this exact one, but someone else was like, let me go test these out. And they posted a picture on Twitter. And I think the overall consensus was on, on Twitter was like, ah, I kind of understand why Lou Williams made, made the stop. <laughs> like, I got to yeah. get it. 
I'm going to Google that. Yeah, I was going to say, Dad's writing it. down in his Big Chief Indian pad. He's he's writing down his travel plans. <laughs> That's well, right. the wings. Did, Magic City, the Atlanta. Here I go. Well, let me, Dad, so you can write down even further. I'll tell you the, the name on the menu of the wings that he ordered. They're the Lou Williams lemon pepper wings. They're named oh, after him. Then, yeah, you can't blame him. He, You have to go. You have to go. Now, the bigger crime is not Lou Williams. I mean, some said he broke like the player code because now he will miss a few regular season games once they've resumed because his, the NBA has given him a 10-day quarantine instead of a four-day. But the bigger crime is the reason this got out is because rapper Jack Harlow, who has the song right now, it's What's Poppin', it got real big. He's he's a new, very new rapper, but he posted a picture on his Instagram story that said, you wouldn't believe where I am. And it was a picture of him and Lou Williams. Uh, he later deleted it. And it was bro. at Magic City. He later deleted the picture and then said, like, I was just reminiscing on some good times with my boy. It was an old picture. Uh, yeah. Well, the problem was Lou Williams was wearing the face mask given to NBA players once they got to the bubble. <laughs> Oh, God. First off, I don't know all the laws of a gentleman's club, but I feel like taking pictures is kind of a no. Generally, I'm sure that's frowned upon. It's discouraged. (laughs) Taking pictures of your other compadres that are there with you, also discouraged. Posting said pictures on the internet. Highly highly discouraged. discouraged. Oh, man. How many rules did Jack Harlow break? I mean, come on. Oh, God. Yeah. And Mm. I just want to say, you know, he was wearing a mask, Lou Williams. <laughs> we have gotten cut. I bet Zion Williamson at some point got a takeout. Is it just because he got takeout at Magic City? What if he legit went in there, got his wings, and left? It's not like, you know, I bet I bet there's some serious health protocols. You know, one thing that's not happening at Magic City, you're not getting the females sick. Yeah, that's and <laughs> So I bet they have some protocols in there. Yeah. I don't know. I, the story is just great, and it keeps getting better and better and better on and, and then Lil Williams did make a point to retweet over and over again, like a bunch of old tweets from him where he comments on how great the Magic City food is <laughs> and how he stops in Magic City every, or every time he goes to Atlanta and his hometown is Atlanta. So the whole story was just great. And it was it was the one thing I will say, I don't know if he has ownership stake in Magic City, but the absolute best publicity they could have possibly yeah. gotten was this right no, now. Now every yeah. single, I would say, not every man, but every man has at least thought, you know, next time, if I find myself in Atlanta, I might want to at least check out where Magic City is for the Lynx, obviously. <laughs> of course. Not not for any other reason. Right. But hmm. can I ask, can I ask why we call this, this is a random question. Why is it called a gentleman's club? Like why? Well, I because Titty Bar. Well, yeah. Are we saying that it's 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 all gentlemen that go in there, or I mean, the 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 reason the reason for the establishment is for the professional dancers that are there. I mean, dancers club makes a little more sense than gentlemen's well, club. Well, I mean, but. I think there there are places that are legitimate gentlemen's clubs and have been in throughout history, and it's a little easier to explain to your wife why she can't come with you. You know. <laughs> Well, there there are some uh, establishments. I think Pops may know one that is near Fort Smith, Arkansas, where it shows Cheyenne's, up as a steak restaurant. Cheyenne's, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the one. Um, well, I mean, I, you could call it, you know, a center for performing arts. I've heard it called that. Um, it's a theater. You know. It's a theater. It's a theater. Yeah. At the end Honey, of the I'm day, going to the theater <laughs> for some chicken wings. Support the arts, you know? 
Oh, I just love it for the wings. That's why I go. Um, You're supporting young ladies' college educations. <laughs> I've heard that too. I was just yeah. telling you what I hear. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, telling yeah. you what I hear. Um, was there any other any other things that y'all had that y'all wanted to to touch on before well, we kind of get at any non sports related? Well, I had a sports related thing. Uh, did you guys see that Seattle has a new hockey team? Oh, the 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 Kraken, the Seattle right? Kraken, which I the think is Kraken. a fantastic name, um, and they've got a good logo where it's like one of them is the S, but it's like it's got like squid uh, little suckers on it or whatever, and then there's one that has like an anchor, but the space needle is like the middle of the anchor. It's pretty dope, but I am a little disappointed. Did you guys hear what the fan favorite was that people had been campaigning for for the last few months? Uh. Uh-uh. So what they were shooting for was the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. What? (laughs) Wow! And uh, someone had come up with logos and stuff. We'll put them on the website. It's amazing. I am so disappointed they didn't go with the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. Uh, That would have been my favorite sports team of all time. I think they chose not to go that route for obvious reasons. Um, (laughs) I think they're wrong. I just think they're wrong. I think that's the best team name I could come up with. They had like a pigeon wearing like an umbrella hat. It's amazing. Um, I have heard that. Fans now for the Seattle Kraken, uh, one way to call them, like, you know, you call the, the Seahawks the 12th man. They're going to call fans for the Kraken uh, crackheads <laughs> is what they're, <laughs> they're going to go with. Fantastic. Uh, Crack, yeah. You know, yeah. they're, you know <laughs> tough. <laughs> um, Love it. Or were, were you about to say something, Pops? Well, I was going to tell you, I, I, I got into Google uh, earlier, oh, just okay. looking up looking up some stuff. And... And I just wanted to kind of give y'all a little breakdown on, and maybe this is how the bitch pigeons came up because, <laughs> um, you, I, I mean, I started looking at, you know, so you Google, I, I Googled Zach Levine, uh, a basketball player for Chicago. And by the way, little shout out, I Googled him because, and Kevin, you may have listened. I was just trying to find it. It was on Rosillo's pod. They were talking to Doug, somebody that played at Belmont. A basketball Hamlin, player. I think. Yeah, it was a great pod. He's a he trainer, had, yeah. He's a trainer that started training NBA players when he was like a freshman in college. It's cool. uh and, sure. and some of the stuff he, he says. I think he got I think he got uh David Lee, who was an NBA player, maybe while he was still in high school. Like maybe, maybe while he was in high school. Yeah. It was crazy. But, but fascinating it's a, story. Fascinating pod. And he has a statement on there like uh uh, a skill is not really learned until it's performed under pressure. And and I thought, I, I don't know if I'm saying it as well as he does, but that's fascinating because he's right. You know, you don't really learn a skill until you can perform it consistently under pressure. Anyway, I'm yeah. getting off my topic. So I look up Zach Levine, which is a guy that he's worked with. A guy uh, who's known just for the backstory, Zach Levine's a guy Puts up really good stats, but there's a big argument in the NBA world: is he actually good? Like, is he a bad, a bad team, good stats player? So, just super don't, athlete, but very young super athlete. But go ahead, Dad. But so the point of this is, is I look it up and I'm googling it, and then there's always that part on Google where it goes, "People also ask," and yeah. it's got the little carrots on there. Yeah. So here are just some of the things that people also ask: What is Zach Levine's ethnicity? Well, he's biracial. He has, a, I think, an African-American father and a Caucasian mother. Okay. What is Zach Levine's vertical? 46 inches. Badass. Damn. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a badass vertical. Um, who's Zach Levine's dad? Paul. Paul Levine. 
Why does he wear number eight? Well, because that was Kobe Bryant's number. He really likes Kobe Bryant. What is LeBron's vertical? Okay, 40 inches. Eh, pretty good. How big are Kobe Bryant's hands? I don't know exactly. I guess because he wears number eight, but they're nine inches. Okay. How much does LeBron James bench? 300 pounds. Pretty legit. I would expect he might even do more. What's the highest vertical jump in the NBA? And it was a guy named Jalen LeCue at 43 inches. We just said that Zach Levine had a 46-inch vertical. Interesting. But this this was an interesting – yeah. So the next question is where it really went off the grid. How much can a gorilla bench press? (laughs) (laughs) Great question. Great question. Here we go. Well, they estimated 1,800 pounds based on his body weight and the fact that a gorilla walks on his front legs, you know, so he's probably even stronger than, you know, a human. But so 1,800 pounds. Can a gorilla kill a lion? Well... The, if, if people ask that, the answer would be, well, the odds are in the gorilla's favor. But if the lion can get in a well-placed bite early, especially if the fight's in the dark, the lion <laughs> could stop the fight before it even gets started. So it went on and on and on about gorillas and lions and can a lion beat a tiger. And I'm just, you get into never, never land. What's it? You, just you know things. what you just figured out, Pops? What? You just figured out how they start a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, pull that one up. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I mean no, I'm going to do this the, stuff more and more. This is really interesting. Yeah. Crazy. The rabbit hole. In the, so, and I love, I think you, I don't know if you said this just now, but you said it before when we were recording, before you told us the rabbit hole you you found yourself on. But at some point, as you're clicking, you're clicking, you're clicking, 45 minutes later, you're like, how the hell? <laughs> I'm on gorillas and lions and tigers. I mean, yeah. Now I'm reading about the effect of DMT on rats. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I started with Zach Levine and I got to gorillas and lions fighting. It's fascinating. Would you take a gorilla or a bear in a fight? What kind of bear? A grizzly. Grizzly. If you're gonna if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly. Be a grizzly. <laughs> um boy, I'm gonna Google that up. That'd be a hell of a fight. Um yeah. I might take the bear. I've seen a grizzly bear in person in the wild, and my God, he was agile and mobile. It was crazy what that bear could do. But gorillas are pretty yeah. badass too, and they can bitch press eighteen hundred pounds. So, you know. <laughs> well, one, one, the gorillas do have right, don't they? They have the opposable thumbs, so they got that behind them. Yeah. Right? But one is a heavyweight. One's a super heavyweight. A gorilla, a Western gorilla, weighs three hundred and fifty pounds, according to Google. A grizzly bear weighs a male six hundred pounds. Yeah. Dang. So one's quite bigger than the other, but. But could one get a weapon? If a, well, a gorilla is able to get a weapon. Yeah, I know which one's more likely to pick up something to hit with for sure mm. or to throw. So it's kind of like it's kind of like that well-placed bite. If the lion can get a well-placed yeah. bite, if the if the if the gorilla can get a well-placed weapon yeah. in time before <laughs> that bear puts his paws on him, because I think once that bear puts its paws on him, I think it might be all she wrote. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd go with the grizzly. I'm going with the with the grizzly bear on that fight. I think I'll go with the gorilla. I think I'm going with the gorilla personally. I just need that that gorilla needs to be in my left end uh, on my football team. <laughs> but other than that, you know, that reminds going me going back to the question. A fun fact that I learned recently, by the way. Um, did you know that um, there is a a particular natural predator for moose um, that uh, you might know as a killer whale? 
Um, orcas are the natural predator of moose. Um, how? One's in the water, one's on the land. So my understanding of this is uh, moose are actually really talented swimmers um, and will swim long distances to get to different places. And while they're there, if they're in like a sort of oceanic body, then an orca can just come and devour them. And uh, they're, I mean, they're a lot of meat. So an orca can live pretty good off of a, off of one moose catch. So anytime. Moose are big, yeah. really big. No doubt. Um, so, yeah. So uh, it, it, they're a natural predator uh, for moose. Fun fact. What? That is, you know, if you would have had us guess who the natural predator was, you could have had this pod go for a really long time before I got to Orca. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. I mean, I can give you one more little Beatles song. Um, Ooh, that's on my top, top 12. Wow. Yeah, and enlighten us. So last week we got a little... You didn't give us. A, we're, we're not going to count down, right? No, You're no. We're, I'm just giving you. Order. I'm giving you one-offs here. I'm giving you top so, twelve in no me, particular order. Eleanor Rigby. Do we know what? Okay. I gave yeah. you last week, and I think that I would have to say that's top five anyway. Top five. I will put them in order at some point, but but gotcha. that was the one I mentioned last week, and I'm going to mention this week. There's several. I, I I think the one I'm going to mention though was a little bit of a new one to me. And it's Dear Prudence on the White Album. Mm. I really didn't know that song well and have really fallen in love with it. Yeah, uh, good choice. Good uh, choice. Dear Prudence, yeah, is going to be, I think it may make the top five. It's, it's, it's a really great song and, and one that I wasn't really familiar with uh, until I kind of went on my Beatles quest. I'm loving this so. Beatles quest of yours. I think that's one of the coolest. I, I love this. This is great. Well, I can tell you, I really think at some point in a person's life, and it took me 50 plus years, but listen to the Beatles' complete uh, discography. Listen yeah. to their whole uh, everything. It, it's it's worth it. It's absolutely worth doing. Yeah, I'm with that. Hmm. I'm with that. Well, I, as someone who I still listen to the full thing, but at, when you got on your kick, I started, I was like, I don't listen to much Beatles at all. I will back that, that as soon as I started listening to more Beatles, like, huh. This should have been in the, in the rotation much more than it has been yeah. in the previous Earlier. 24 years. No so, doubt. Uh, one thing I'll throw out just as a, what I've been listening to. It's not a music. It's not music, but it's a, a short, very quick podcast that's on Spotify from Cal Brandt, who uh, is on Good Morning Football. And he had his first one. They're like, I, I think it's like six minutes long. It's called 10 Questions, where he just kind of, yeah, he just does like a quick interview with someone, maybe they'll be longer in the future, but I think that the premise is very short, just quick, not, not, not something you were uh, delving a lot of time into, but sure. his first guest was Aaron Rodgers, and it was really neat. He had, he had asked Aaron Rodgers about draft night. And the, as, as you remember, yeah. the, the Packers traded up and took Jordan love a quarterback. And he was very, very candid about it. And he, he mentioned that while watching the draft, he was, he, he was kind of hoping for a receiver and he mentioned a few receivers. He's like, I, I saw the LSU kid. I really liked him. But then he went off the board. And then I knew there – and he mentions like three of the receivers he was interested in. Then he saw the Packers trade up. And he's like, oh, man, maybe they're going to get – maybe they're going for one of these receivers. Because the, if you remember, the receivers kind of made an early run all of a sudden when the Cowboys, Broncos, a, a bunch of teams started taking some. Mm -hmm. And then he says his agent texted him before the pick was in and just text him quarterback. And uh -huh. Aaron Rodgers like, what? And he was like, not who we want. 
and it was Jordan Love got picked. And so Aaron Rodgers says his reaction was he said, normally he's a scotch drinker. <laughs> but on that night, he had been sipping some tequila. And he's like, so what I did was I got up. Once I got the text news quarterback, I didn't actually watch them make the pick. I went to my pantry. I opened it up and I poured four fingers of my best tequila because <laughs> I knew this was going to be one of those nights. And he didn't even and he it was really cool because he didn't like go off about how he's mad. He just was like, I knew instantly all all the people in the media that I was that I was close to were gonna they wanted a, a statement from me. They wanted yeah. to know how I was doing. And even friends were gonna be like, What are you, are you good? Everything fine. So yeah. he just knew it was gonna be one of those annoying ass nights. So he's like, and I can just totally, totally feel you on that. I'm just like, yeah. if you know it's gonna be one of those nights, it's just like, I'm just gonna go pour a drink real quick. Yeah. And, and and turn the draft off, yeah. you know? And yeah. then he talked, and then it was cool though, because he said he 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 could not he Combined the two, he compared it to when he was picked, and then he talked about how he called Jordan Love the next morning, mainly just to congratulate him and everything, because he was like, "The last thing you want on draft night," and he would know this as a fan. He's like, "The last you just your dreams just came true, and now you're like, oh shit, I, the the franchise player is gonna be pissed at me." And so I just texted him, was like, "Hey, we're gonna we're, we're gonna figure it out. You know, good, good, I'm happy for you." So it just I've always kind of liked Aaron Rodgers. He seems like he could be a little bit of a dick, but in this. It was really cool. He was just super honest. And I felt like it was very relatable. Like everything he said, you're just like, you know, I get, I would be a little upset too. If I just yeah. watched my boss handpick my predecessor instead of get my help. And it doesn't help that now the, uh, the, the only addition they made at receiver this off season, Devin Funches in the free agents has now decided to opt out. So yeah, we'll see what he has at receiver, but interesting. I just would go give that. I like Kyle Brandt. And then it's, I'm a fan right now of these, Real quick pods, you know, these like you just throw it on like a 10 minute podcast. I'm kind of into those because it's not you don't have to get into like an hour long, which is what we just what, what you just did. <laughs> what we did. Yeah. Yeah. This. Well, there's I a market see, for both, you know, so I can see how like while I'm washing dishes, having um, eight different 10 minute podcasts playing while I'm cleaning up the kitchen could be pretty convenient. So I have different. Well, we've just to gotten go. to a point. Yeah, we've just gotten to a point. I feel like at least in in, in younger people where. We have to have something playing at all times. I can't just go. I can't just go take a shower now. I need to put on a playlist, or yeah. you know, I need to put on something. I can't just wash the dishes. I need to play something. So, if you're going to do something quick, where you're like, well, I don't want to listen to a three hour long Joe Rogan or Just Press Play podcast, but I need something for this ten minutes while I go take the trash out. Yeah, that those podcasts are neat. So that that I just I, I enjoy those. Maybe, maybe we should get in that market. I don't know. Um, Think that does it for this week. Uh, sports are coming back. Me, we're thinking about so that the more I've been thinking about, it, Dad, that hundred dollar bet on the Dallas Mavericks. It, it's yep. getting more intriguing. You know, yep. maybe there's some bias because I'm a fan of that team. Where, where would you put that bet if you were to put it somewhere? Well, if it was me, I would yeah. put yeah, it, it bet online. If it was me, I'd put it bet online at .ag. That's where oh. I would put it. Yeah. Is that what you suggest our our, our listeners do as well? I would suggest that, absolutely. I mean, they have all wow. the latest, newest bets, prop bets. It's all there. Well, That's and where you know, I would lay a, it down. There's a coin shortage going on right now, and they take Bitcoin. So, um, sounds like a pretty sweet deal. And I hear through the grapevine, you know, a little birdie told me that if you've never been to betonline.ag, there's just, you know, we all love gifts. There's just a little gift. That's waiting for you right behind that curtain. You just got to open it up at betonline.ag. <laughs> 
And then if you're going to do a little shaving or anything for all the men out there, manscaped.com, put in the promo code armchair, get the lawnmower 3.0 for 20% off and free shipping. I had to think about what the deal was there. It's a steal. All right, guys, that'll do it. I will talk to you guys next week. Peace. 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 All right, welcome into another edition of, I'm sorry to ruin your momentum. I would love to actually, if you don't mind, that'd be great. Right on zero. Three, two, one, zero. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes the internet speeds up and slows down. It must have just sped up right there. Um, on zero. Three, two, one, zero. Alright. I guess we're good to go now. Alright. Alright, welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. This is a little bit of old news, but I want to start off quick because we've mentioned a bunch. Did you know to the pitch? Dr. Fauci's first pitch. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.